There's several scriptures that refer to giving up all of our possessions. If you don't forsake all that you have, you cannot be my disciple, it says in the Word. If you don't hate your father, mother, sister, brother, wife, children, even your own life, you cannot be my disciple. Anyone that does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. The cross being a symbol of separation. Taking up our cross means that we have come out of the world, the system of the world, the domain or the dominion of the world, which is darkness, which is the dominion or domain of the devil. He is the prince of the air. His domain is the world. The world is the nature of Satan, which is lust and pride. Just to get it down, right down to the bare bones, it is walking and embracing lust and pride. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life. That's the world. And it says if you don't forsake these things, you cannot be my disciple. The disciples are the only ones that make it. Uh, just professing to be a Christian doesn't qualify you as entering the kingdom of God. It says if you don't forsake all that you have, you cannot be my disciple. You cannot enter the kingdom of God while you're still embracing, hanging on to, clinging on to, and having a love for the world in your heart. What scripture says, if anybody loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. These two systems cannot exist at the same time in a person's heart. The new birth that comes about by the Word of God, the Spirit of God convicting us by the Word of God, which is what the Holy Spirit sent to do, it causes us to come out of the world and it causes a circumcision of the heart, which separates us from the world, being the flesh, the lust and pride. It circumcises our heart and gives us a new heart. That new heart begins to crave milk, the Word. And it, as we partake of the milk, we grow. And then as we grow, we begin to crave meat, which is righteousness. It brings us to holiness, which is holiness is, is perfection or maturity or being separated totally to the Lord, body, mind, and spirit. That is a mature disciple. That's what the Word of God does and the Spirit of God. And that's what Jesus came to do. He came in the flesh. He was born of woman. Mary was his mother. The seed of God came into Mary, and Jesus was born. He was born just as we are, except he was full of the Holy Spirit at birth. The Word dwelled in him, which was the seed of God. And just as he lived and overcame, he prepared a way so that we can follow him in it. And the new birth, we become like him. That's what the purpose of the new birth is, is so that we can become like him. Not uh, arrive in some sort of position or status that we call saved and still cling on to and hang on to the world, which is deception. That's a perverted gospel. That's not the gospel of the kingdom of God. If your pastor or your teacher or your spiritual leader or the man that you're looking to to provide the bread of life to you, to bring you to the kingdom of God is not preaching what I'm talking about. He is a false teacher. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing, and he will mislead you and put you in a place of presumption, which leads to the sin and to death, which causes the hardening of the heart. The hardening of the heart is, is unbelief. It's resistance to the word of God, which is what sin is. And so when a person becomes a disciple, their heart is open to the word of God. They believe the Word, and the Word of God is able to save us or deliver us. Salvation is deliverance from whatever the need is at the moment. 
I shared that if you're a pastor or spiritual leader or the person that you're looking to, teacher, apostle, prophet, whatever title, if that's who you're looking to to feed you and to give you the bread of life, and they're not preaching what I was sharing, they're a false teacher, a false prophet, a wolf in sheep's clothing, a blind guide. The scripture says if a blind leads a blind, they'll both end up in a ditch. So what do you do about that? If that's what you realize is the condition or the situation, what do you do about that? You turn to the Lord. And when we turn to the Lord totally and away from everything else, men, institutions, uh, where we think we are, what we think we know, what we think we have obtained and achieved, we turn to him totally and lay everything down at his feet and turn our back on everything. What happens right there is he'll remove the veil that covers our heart, that keeps us from being able to see and hear spiritual things. And when we do that, the Word of God will begin to come alive to you. It'll start jumping off the page, and the Holy Spirit will begin to reveal spiritual things to you. And that's not to put us in a position or status. What that is, is it's to bring us to Him. It's to bring us to faith. And faith, true faith, is the forsaking of all things and being united with Him in His death, which is a separation from the world. This is faith. Faith is not believing to get something. And what this does is, see, this brings us into the kingdom of God and in the walk of salvation, which is an ongoing deliverance and a revealing of Him to us so that we can grow. And it brings us to completeness. And see, the common teaching today is that we just you know, accept Him, do the best we can, participate in a natural religious structure, pursue ministry, find out what we're here for. That's a big deception. Ministry is the focal point of religion because it's self-based. The reality of it is we're here to love Him. That's the bottom line. We're not here to accomplish some big task for Him. We're here to love Him, to believe. And so when we come to Him that way, we are being transformed into His likeness and image. And everything that He has becomes ours because it's a covenant. If you want to study and look up what covenant is, you'll get to see that it's where two become one. And so what he does is he changes us into his likeness and image. And at the end of it all, if we die before he comes back, he takes what he has accomplished in us, which is a renewed heart, a new spirit, a new mind. He puts it in a new carton, a new body that was like his body that when he was resurrected. It's not just wait until the end and then everything's going to change. Because what he does in you here is what you're going to carry into eternity, whether good or bad. And that's the deeds that we're going to stand before him and give an account of. Eternity starts now. It starts with the hearing. And it brings us to repentance, to turn to him totally and away from everything else that we enter into salvation, which brings us to eternal life. I know this is not a common approach, but I know from testimony and experience that it's true. And anything that you want to know, seek him. He'll show you. If we have received the fullness of Christ, then that means that we have received everything that he has. And if we can hear it, he'll show us. If we can't hear it, it means that we need to get free from some things because they keep us from being able to hear him in his fullness. All things are yours in Christ Jesus. And that's not talking about possessions, natural things. It's talking about spiritual things, understanding, wisdom, knowledge of God. Those are the things that bring eternal life. 
that are more valuable and more precious than gold. Those are the things that save us and cause us to live in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It's not stuff, and it's not doing stuff. It's being transformed. Thank you.